Welcome to Freedom Matters Today, equipping you to fight misinformation with the truth. I am Michael J. Sutton, and this is part six of week eight in our series, Freedom from Fascism, a Christian response to mass formation psychosis. The theme for this week is Overcoming Mass Formation Psychosis by Rediscovering the Real Jesus. Today's title is People in Power Have No Room for Jesus. People in power have no room for Jesus. This is obvious. The government or the state, people in power, in their pursuit of their new truth, pushed Christianity aside. Relativism is dead, replaced by a single truth. This is the new post-relativist view of truth, post-COVID, post-9-11. The only one we can trust is the state. We must obey, and the state and those in power are the only ones with the truth. But what is the truth? Most people would say that Jesus is not the way or the truth or the life. They would say that Jesus is a crazy fundamentalist for assuming to be all truth. In the same breath, they would tell you that there is something called truth, and they possess it. It used to be COVID hysteria. If anyone questioned the official narrative, they were pure evil, like unvaccinated people, almost as bad, if not as bad, as Hitler. Hitler has been invoked more times than any fascist, but usually unwisely. Let us not forget why we remember Hitler. Hitler modelled his nightmare on the church. He was inspired by the pogroms, the Spanish Inquisition, and other precursors to the extermination of the Jews. Hitler is dead. He went to hell, and his body rotted in the ground. His spirit lives on in eugenics, anti-Semitism and fascism, all of which the West loves and adores. The West has followed all three with varying degrees of devotion since the war. Covid hysteria is rooted in eugenics and fascism, so that's two out of three, not bad. Thank God for the state of Israel. If the Jews needed to trust the West, they would all be dead. Thank God for the Exodus. Those of you who know what I mean, take note. Whatever problems there are in the Middle East, the Jews needed their homeland. Now they have it. This is God's blessing. Everyone needs a home. Everyone needs a family. But World War II did not extinguish anti-Semitism forever. I still believe there is enough anti-Semitism in the West for another Holocaust. The spirit of the Nazi did not die. It simply changed form. We see this spectre rising across Europe and America in recent years. It is a deeply worrying development, but few are talking about it. Anti-Semitism is deeply rooted in European DNA, dating back to well before the arrival of Jesus Christ. The Church did their best to purge Israel from the Bible. Thankfully, the last few generations in the Church has seen the renewal and reconsideration of the Jewish roots of the Christian faith and the identity of Jesus Christ. But the last relic of anti-Semitism remains the Mass and its other perversions, so there is still a long way to go. People in power have no room for Jesus because they 
believe they embody the truth. The old relativism I spoke about recently, the live and let live approach, you have your truth, I have mine, is being challenged by the new public morality of state-led morality and truth. In the last decade, truth is changing faster than fashion. Yet for people who do not keep up, they are condemned for being conspiracy theorists or purveyors of fake news. Part of the new censorship is the selective revision of American and British history. Some condemn the dead, the long gone, the people of the past who cannot speak for themselves. They condemn old dead white men for supporting slavery. They smash their statues, take their names off the street and rip up their books. The reality is, however, that our entire economic system is based on slavery. Our prosperity depends entirely upon the suffering of others. Who do you think makes the cheap clothes you wear, or the shoes, or the white goods? Our votes support that system of slavery, our politics defends that system of slavery, and our self-worship celebrates that system of slavery. But this new public morality panders to the senses of the middle class, which is not surprising. Freedom for many after Covid was freedom to indulge the senses, freedom to drink, freedom to eat. Most happily got vaccinated and will so again and again and again. They don't care about the unvaccinated or their loss of income or their loss of social standing because it does not affect them personally. That is the middle class in the West. The middle class only cares about the middle class. It doesn't affect me personally. I only care about what affects me. That's the philosophy of today, especially the middle class. Suffering of others is awful if it upsets our evening meal or our appetites. We are selective in what issues we care about. We make sure our caring satisfies our selfish interests. In addition, we give money to the poor because it benefits us. We gain satisfaction from that process, from that exchange. We help Ukraine because it benefits us. Economists call this self-interest, acting out of a sense of utility. Even our altruism is self-centred. We have become our own truth, and that God is narcissism. The consequences of this recycled truth is that more and more people are slipping through to poverty. The rich are getting their passports ready in case the system collapses. This is hardly a sustainable system. It is hard to keep up with the intolerance of this ever-changing truth in the West. In the 9-11 world, in the post-9-11 world, the West continues its journey through a series of new truths that simply become redundant once they have served their purpose. The West will leave no lasting positive legacy except deep-seated resentment from the rest of the world. First it was the war on terror, then the war on Trump, then the war on the unvaccinated, then the war on Putin, and soon the war on climate change. These are elite conflicts, conflicts within, within the political class, and the rest of society endures the fallout. It is hardly the right way to run a nation. But we often hear the statement from our political leaders, especially those in America, and I'm sure you've heard this before. We live in the best country in the history of the world. So what can you expect? These leaders have no room for Jesus in their world because only they exist in their world. 
The West loves to promote truths over things over which they have no control. When COVID hysteria began, the conventional wisdom was that the church was non-essential and could offer nothing to help us through the crisis. Christian fascists agreed and shut up, while genuine Christians protested and were condemned. As COVID hysteria falls apart due to lack of evidence and evidence to the contrary, the West has moved on to the Ukraine civil war. Even now, this distraction from COVID is faltering. War is difficult to manage as a PR exercise, as it involves lots of chaos and death. The war has been catastrophic, but this is what war looks like. It's not surprising. It could easily have been prevented, and it is not the war America wanted, as they cannot control it. The civil war in Ukraine is remarkable only in the extent of the massive propaganda war that has accompanied it. There is so much fake news now. One myth is that this is the first war in Europe since World War II. This is a lie. The collapse of Yugoslavia was in Europe. During that terrible conflict, America and the West did absolutely nothing. They stood on the sidelines, watching genocide and ethnic cleansing take place. The world did nothing. The West is now a machine for recycling truth. People in power have no room for Jesus because they spend all their time reimagining truth. The absolutism of the West today is terrifying. It is secular fundamentalism, a greater threat to freedom than anything the caliphate presented. The insanity of the war on terror ushered in American fascism. That has morphed into something more terrible, a machine for recycling truth. This recycled truth washes out alternative opinion. Loyalty is the highest virtue of citizenship and the West is the goal of all civilization. Behind this is a wealth that has never been seen before and which gives life to this secular fundamentalism. It is the wealth of the West that has conceived the pride that has given birth to the arrogance and is drowning in self-righteousness. People in power can wax lyrical about truth because of a good salary, comfortable lifestyle, streaming services, coffee shops on every street corner. This recycled truth machine churns out regardless of the unhappiness, the despair and the sadness of most people's ordinary lives. Despite the new truths, most people are miserable and full of fear. Therefore the West is doomed. It is the way all nations fall apart and have through history, from within. To use an analogy, the canary in the coal mine is not only dead, but it has also become a skeleton. People in power, however, simply don't care. Their heads are in the trough. They're eating their fill. While they're stuffing their faces, they are ordering the rest of us to obey them. They promote the latest truth which must be accepted without question until they decide to discard it for another truth. Only a fool could think this system will last forever. Jesus said in three Gospels these words, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Matthew 24, 35, Mark 13, 31, Luke 21, 33. People in power offer only despair 
and sadness, it's time to turn back to God. People in power have no room for Jesus. Time to take away our eyes from the world that is perishing to God and his word, which never perishes. As Peter wrote in his first letter, 1 Peter 1, 23-25 For you have been born again, not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable, that is, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Freedom Matters Today seeks to understand freedom from a Christian perspective. Our themes are freedom from fascism and tyranny, freedom from fear and despair, freedom from guilt and shame, freedom from sin and death, and freedom from past and prejudice. You can read today's podcast on our blog at freedommatterstoday.com or listen to all the earlier episodes of Freedom from Fascism. Please subscribe and tell your friends. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom Matters Today.